Brit and Brandy podcast. Excellent. Welcome to Brit and Brandy's bookcast uh, with special guest star Adam Lindsley. Hey, today we're talking about The Martian by Andy Weir. So, Brandy, what you think? Are we going to start with um, the discussion questions, or are we just going to hop right in? Um, if you need them? No, I don't need them. I, don't need them. Um, I enjoyed the book. Uh, it had very little drama. Everything that you would expect to happen, happened. It, you know, things needed to go wrong, so they did go wrong. They didn't keep you hanging. They just fixed up right away. And Yeah, there was never any... Um... True Any suspense. thrill or no. yeah, suspense is the word I was looking for. Like, you know, see, if there had been more than one person stuck there, I think you might have wondered, like, are they going to make it? Yeah, there's, they're not going to write this book, The Martian, and then have the Just guy like, die. Yeah, he uh, ran out of fuel, crashed back into Mars, blew up. Bummer. He starved to death slowly over the course yeah. of several weeks. His potatoes didn't make it and in the book. I mean, it's just like... It didn't really bother me until the stupid sand sinkhole thing. And I was just like, boy, like, he's not going to make it? Come on. Like, I... Yeah, he's, he can't. <laughs> but he can't cross this well, huge prob- amount of terrain without. Well, and the problem is being in space is so lethal that like things can only go so wrong yeah. before he's dead. So like, it's not like he can get really hurt and then still pull through. Like, No, if his suit's punctured, he's dead. Like... Or just the wrong thing happened. So, like, I don't know, all the little bumps in the road were just that, bumps in the road. They weren't, like, legitimate dangers to anything. Yeah. I don't know. I, the beginning was really... Yeah. Actually, was really interesting because, you know, the first time bad stuff happens, you're like, oh, crazy. You know, I don't know where this is going. And then, you they know... fall into a nice rhythm. Yeah, after you kind of get in the rhythm with him, they break it and they go back to NASA and they find out he's there and you're kind of like, oh, they gonna get him back and then like halfway through the book you sort of know the whole plan yeah and then you just watch it, it watch it unfold <laughs> what do you think adam uh i think this was the worst book i've read since i can remember <laughs> wow <laughs> ouch you should read more of our book club books <laughs> yeah, we, really we, bad. we read some real burners <laughs> I, i'm actually reading uh ancillary justice right now which it looks like you guys have read already so and yeah, I don't. I'm not going to read your. I'm not going to listen to your uh, reaction until after I finish it. So. Oh, okay. But anyway, yeah, The Martian. Uh, oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah, I don't. So I bad. Don't, yeah. You don't what? I, I was trying to decide whether or not Ancillary Justice was better than this. I enjoyed this better because it was just simple good fun to me. It was first half was fast. Last half was excruciating. Was it? I, it was for me. I read it really fast. I guess I tore through it in I don't know a couple of days, and I enjoyed it enough. It the, wasn't a terrible book. I thought it was absolutely acceptable. Well, okay. So I think the problem is it's not a very long book, but if you stop reading in the wrong spot, there's no desire to go back at all. Like if you're already reading, then kind of inertia will just take you through the rest of it, and you won't mind. One thing about it that did drive me nuts, this could have been a novella, because he oh, repeated yeah. himself 
so many times. I could tell you now how many um, stacks of solar panels he could fit on top. <laughs> it's two stacks of seven on the rover and one stack of seven on the trailer and then he got eight one, extra on the side, one. one extra one. He said that over and over again. And he would even say, okay, from now on, I'm going to refer to the second rover as the trailer. And then he would refer to the trailer as the trailer that used to be the second <laughs> rover. And every single time, well, I, I, to me, it felt like he was writing an essay and he needed to meet 50,000 words or whatever. It, he had to have a word minimum and he was going to make it, man. So he just said some of the same shit I wonder over if, and over. Yeah, I wonder if, because this, this book was originally self-published in uh, 2011 and then last year a publisher picked it up. And I'm wondering if the self-published version was shorter and then he added more to it to make it longer for the uh, a professional totally release. I just sort of figured, you know, he's he... he's clearly trained or at least did a lot of research. I just figured he was sort of an engineer at heart that wrote a and he just really likes fully explaining things. That was a, like, you don't Almost need like to a explain... you know, professor. You don't like, need to explain the math. No, I need man. you to understand everything. You know, 45 times 9. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't need you to, to, to like go into that. Well, like some of the okay, so in the beginning when he's like, okay, how the hell am I going to make oxygen? That was actually pretty interesting about how he was going to yeah. do the stuff, and he was yeah. going to burn off the ex, the excess hydrogen to leave only the oxygen and all that. And then like we kind of do that same thing over and over again. We do, and he goes into the math of it. Oh yeah, like you said, over and over again. Yeah. Um. One. Th- uh, I, I did like it kind of at the beginning where you're, you kind of get the setup. Um, but one thing that really started to grant on me really fast uh, was his personality. Um, he just has the maturity of a teenage boy. Um, every every other, he's like, yay. Like, I can't tell you how many times I read <laughs> yay after he succeeded on doing something uh, in the book. And it just, it just drove me insane. Um but didn't bother me until later. Like at the beginning, he fully expects to die there. I figure he's just kind of going a little nuts, and you know what? That's okay. And then, you know, even once he, it didn't bother me until he contacts the people on Hermes, and mm-hmm. they're like, you know, forty-five minutes to launch, and he's like, it's a stupid joke, and they're like, oh, that Watney, oh yeah, <laughs> and it's like, guys, this is some serious shit. A, you're going to die if this has any problems. I mean, I know it won't because this book has no suspense, but come on, you should have some suspense. (laughs) And, like, you joking around certainly doesn't help us think that this is intense. Yeah. Like, I think the jokey character being serious for a change would be like, oh, no, this is kind of a big deal. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he was just so annoying. Like, in... Like everyone in NASA is trying, you know, trying to help, and they're all working to save his life, and he's just totally dismissive of them, and calls, you know, calls them geeks, and oh, yeah, the NASA insults them, are, insults yeah. them all the time. It's like they're trying to save your life, asshole. <laughs> I mean, not to mention they spent like hundreds of millions, millions of dollars, of dollars on this to save this one guy, right? I mean, I get it. I, I think that would happen, but I think he should be less of a dick about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as, it, as much as his character graded on me, I actually wish the novel didn't cut back to NASA at all. I thought everything that happened in NASA was so dull and so unnecessary. Um, it was it was overly expository for sure. 
yeah, I just it just felt it was much less interesting than what was going on on Mars. And um, but it, when you look at the whole the book as a whole, it just it's really obviously written to become a movie because it is it has got it hits every beat. I mean, you don't even have yeah. to change it for the screenplay. It's just all down there. You know, right now we are finishing Breaking Bad and it's really, really stressful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so intense. And I think it was a nice reprieve <laughs> yeah. for this popcorn book that was no suspense. It was exactly <laughs> what I expected. Nobody gets shot unexpectedly and my favorite characters don't die. So <laughs> maybe I just needed a little break. You just needed a hug. I needed a hug. And, you know, I, I enjoyed reading the book. Uh, to me, this wasn't like Ready Player One, which I know Adam hated. I, I thought of that over and over again because there was over and over again um, that book goes kind of how you expect it would. Like there isn't a ton of suspense, right? But it's a lot of fun. It this is. wasn't fun. This year, this was less fun. No, you're right. But like I thought of, but I kept thinking of it because, um, like when he gets arrested and goes to that weird little prison. He has the entire thing planned out and nothing goes wrong. Yeah. He just follows through with his plan <laughs> yeah. and then he leaves. And I Also it was a dumb plan. It was a dumb plan. <laughs> or there was you know, he's I mean it worked because he's the author, but like Yeah. No, don't get yourself arrested. What are you doing? Yeah. Whatever. We don't need a shit on Ready Player One for this. But no. <laughs> the the point was I was trying to make the point that that is a book that feels more like popcorn. Like you know, no, don't uh, don't investigate too closely to character yeah. motive and stuff. Just enjoy all the references and video games and flying them out and whatever. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Whereas in this, like, the only fun are the kind of jokes and, like, honestly, after, you know, 50 pages of the same kind of humor, like, it just gets really old. Yeah. Yeah. In comedy, I get it. Comedy's hard to write. So transition out of it. <laughs> but you know he he's alone on this planet for two years yeah this was it two years no 649 days oh yeah okay and he doesn't really seem to go through any depression he doesn't seem to have a big problem with being alone you know he he has a paragraph at the end about like oh, i really miss women yeah yeah he's a Maybe. really thinly drawn character he has just no yeah. depth or interesting backstory to him at all. No, and they even <laughs> in the in the end when like you know NASA's waiting to hear if they got him or not, they say like a middle aged couple in Ohio or whatever watching their TV in in fear, and it's like, I mean, I guess that's his parents. You want to tell us about him? Yeah. <laughs> you want to tell us about what he was like as a kid? You want to tell us fucking anything about this weird botanist engineer? Like, how does that happen? Like, I don't know any of this. Why is he not... I don't understand why... <laughs> Normally, when I would imagine this sort of book happening, he's stuck on the planet, and it's like... Uh, wow, we were just looking at it. 127 hours? Where, yeah, like, yeah. You know, he's stuck there, and, like, you sort of have his plight of where he is, but then a lot of it is flashback to, like, you know, this stuff... This sort of a situation should really make you take stock of your life. He doesn't at all. We don't know anything about him. No. Other than, like, he's pretty smart he's macgyver level <laughs> fixer upper he does macgyver some shit and you're just like okay and he's you know cracks jokes 
Yeah. yeah. No, I the mean, the lack of characterization. I don't. <laughs> yeah, every character is one note in the, in the book. I mean, there's like the the NASA, like the the boo hiss villain guy who's always choosing, making the <laughs> the decision that everybody else doesn't want. And, uh, Which uh, it wasn't necessarily the wrong call. No, I mean, no. of course they're not going to make it. They're going to go try to save him. Or honestly, I wish they hadn't made it and something else had taken place. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like the crew of the Hermes finds out and they do their little mutiny, like should have been a much bigger deal than it was yeah mutiny is not a word anyone throws around lightly especially when they acknowledge that two of them are in the armed forces yes those guys don't mutiny so. that's not a thing there's consequences <laughs> for it too so right but i mean like yeah like an order should have come down saying do what you were ordered to do like yeah cut this shit out i don't know I'm and like, and then a... if well, and then if the order come down and they said no, sir, respectfully, you can court martial me when I get back. Yeah. Okay. You know, someone's actually sacrificing something. They're like, no, I'm the best. I'm going to do it. Here we go. Well, they, I don't think they could have court martialed because. Well, it'd be a PR nightmare. You yeah. Know, you know, but you know, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You still could have. Without saying, like, oh, there'll be no consequences, you could have made us, you could have pretended there were I'm until not, you realized that there weren't later. I'm not going to argue it was a good book, well, but I yeah, did okay. enjoy reading it. <laughs> uh, no, and the more we talk about it, I'm like, yeah, boy, this was just kind of a crappy <laughs> book. Yeah, it's weird. I've, all the reviews I've read of it are so positive. It is getting such strong reception, and I, I just cannot understand for the life of me why. I mean, I mean, I can understand because, you know, Bad books sell, and uh, sell a lot, um, a lot more than good books. But man, I just I cannot I understand. Think like even Perry, I, I think Twilight had more characterization than The Martian. Yeah. Bummer. So, how did The Martian challenge your expectations of what the novel would be? What did you find most surprising about it? The fact that there weren't any surprises oh. <laughs> was probably uh, the, the most that, surprising. That was our first. Okay, so <laughs> that one around. At, the, at the back of the book, there's a bunch of discussion questions, which I don't know how far up your own ass you got to be to put discussion <laughs> questions in the back of your book. Yeah, right. I mean, like, okay, maybe it was the publisher, but they're still up their ass. Yeah. Someone's up someone's ass. Yeah, they, and I don't they like have it. the wrong idea of what kind of book this is. <laughs> <laughs> right. No one made like moral choices. One of these um, is: Do you believe the crew did the right thing in abandoning the search for Mark? It's like, are you kidding? They almost died. They wait. They searched way too long. They went yes. way out of protocol. It is a miracle the thing didn't tip over and they all get stranded or blow up or any number of. So things. they didn't do the right thing because they spent they, they too spent long. too much time yes. searching for Mark and just oh, some of these are great. <laughs> What are some of the ways the author established his credibility with scientific detail? Uh, Which of Mark's solutions did you find most amazing yet believable? <laughs> uh, wow. Leading the witness, Jeez. Your Honor? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, wow. What did you find? I love that. What did you find most amazing about this book? I mean, but really, don't hold it back. Just. Actually, here's one. The author provides almost no backstory regarding Mark's life on Earth. Why do you think he made this choice? Um, because he's, cause he's uh, a terrible author? Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was a conscious decision there. It was just yeah. a byproduct of bad it, writing. It is once you add that uh, 
discussion question to the back of the book. It's like, no, look, I did it on purpose. I did it on purpose. Discuss. So I have something to tell other people when they ask me. Yeah, some of these are like, you know, there's no mention of him having any relationships back at home. Why do you think that is? It's like, I don't know. Maybe he could tell me. How many questions are there in the discussion questions? Oh, 20. That's 20. kind of a lot. Wow. Well, and then there's a Q&A with Andy Weir. Yeah, no thanks. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, the Martian. But, uh, yeah, you could have cut out the second half of the book. And, like, while he's, you know, for, like, two months or three months or something while he's in the rover just going back and forth you could be doing flashbacks you could be doing all kinds of stuff learning stuff instead yeah. of just telling me how many panels will fit on top of his second <laughs> rover that is now a trailer but used to be the second rover and he spent so much time making his little like sleeping bubble out yeah. of canvas and it's like this isn't important at all yeah no so, so how many how many stars do you give it, Brandon? Because I think you're probably going to give the most. Well, I think I gave it three, but now I think I might. Out of how many stars? Five. Out of five. Five stars. You can like, give half stars. I might take that down to two and a half. All right, because I I thought it was perfectly readable. Again, we read some stinkers. You're right. That's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to read better books. Yeah, we but, really um, do. Because my um, threshold for reading is low. I don't know. This is probably the worst we've read in a while. Uh, the slow regard of silent things. At least I that also, was well written. I ha- It was well written. I hated Annihilation. No, you're right. That was terrible. Oh, okay. I hated Annihilation. Well, okay, Adam, how many stars you give this one? Uh, I... I'm I'm falling between zero and one half for this. <laughs> Let's say like Amazon rules, you can't give zero, so it has to be one half. All right. So one one Fine. half star. One okay. half. Fine. <laughs> I I'd give a pretty solid two stars. I mean, it, I didn't have the um, revulsion that Adam did, but I if this. If we weren't going to do this podcast, yeah, I think I would have bounced. Oh, yeah. Like, I enjoyed the first half, but it's like, pacing matters a lot to me and stuff, more than it does to other people. And so, you know, they set a really good pace for the first half of the book, and then it just bottoms out, and you're like, what am I here for? Like, I already know what's going to happen. You've already set the tone for the book that this isn't the sort of book where... He's not going to make it. You're not fucking Stephen King, clearly. So, like, you know, there's no portals or an alien's going to show up. So, like, what's the mystery here? Of course they're going to come get you. Wait. They didn't untether, so... Oh, they yeah, had they had the whole build-up, like, I'm going to untether if I have to untether. And they're like, like no, no you don't untether. untether. And, like, they talk about untethering, like, at least three separate occasions. So you know, of course he's going to untether. And, you're like, and then he doesn't. It's like, no, nah, we had plenty of rope. It's cool. fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just wanted to know I was really, I was, I was ready to go the extra mile. <laughs> well, what's weird is, like, you know, you throw in this red herring in a book that's so predictable. So, like, it just felt out of place as opposed to, like mystery like and it wasn't 
if it had been something like I'm prepared to die for him, mm-hmm. then you'd be like, oh shit, maybe it's maybe there's going to be a trade here. Yeah, that wasn't no. the case at all. You know, they either both have to come back or none. Like, there's he's strapped in. How are they, you know? It doesn't. It wouldn't have fit with the book if, for some reason, he had to take off his oxygen and put it on the other guy. It just, yeah. I mean, I think that comes back to the issue of space being too lethal. Like, there's only so much that can go wrong before you're all dead. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, the suspense, if you're not willing to kill characters, you don't really have much of an opportunity to do anything. Yeah, much yeah. at all. It would have been more interesting if maybe half of the crew made it and half of the crew got left behind. Let's just give it more crew. Five people on the ship. And five oh, you mean in the beginning? In the beginning, yeah. If more people. Yeah. So then you could knock off a couple of them and make it a little more dramatic. Right. You know, someone could sacrifice themselves. Any sort of drama. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Then you could eat them. And then you'd be a little gross. But hey, man. Yeah. They even make a mention of that. They're talking about... Uh, What's her name? Yeah, if they don't make the... The drop or the, the pickup. The... Yeah, I don't really... F- oh, it was the pickup from Earth. Yeah. Okay, if they didn't make the pickup for food, mm. she was just going to eat them. And I'm like, well, that's pretty dark. <laughs> and then they just, like, make jokes about it. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's this book. Oh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's a large subset of people that would probably... Just take a bunch of pills rather than eat their friends for two years. Yeah. You know, and just say like, nah, we're good here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's not just like, hey, I'm in the Andes Mountains or whatever and I'm going to eat my buddies. It's like, no, like, all of NASA's going to know what you did. Oh, yeah. All of the, they, the, world, the world is going to know is going you, to follow you, you ate your buddies and then you're going to come home and like. She's gonna be so fat she barely fits in her spacesuit. <laughs> well, well, and like the the discussion she has with her parents is like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm the one that gets to live. Like she's sort of happy about it. I think she was just trying to relieve their anxiety. She, if this was written in any good way, she failed. Yeah. Because okay. no, I wouldn't want my kid to die. I don't want them to eat their buddies either. That wouldn't make me feel much better about it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, are you reading anything else right now, Brent? I don't know. I'm kind of all... I finished the Void trilogy. That only took... That only took months. <laughs> um, I mean, I say that in a bad way, but I actually really yeah. enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it more than the Pandora Star two-book... I don't know. Extravaganza. I... You know, we can talk about that a little bit when we do Judas Unchained. Yeah. Because some of the issues I have with that, the Void trilogy does not have. And I think it also it kind of benefits from being longer. Because... Oh, because it's three books. It's three 1,000-page books. books. <laughs> and it ramps up. Once it's done ramping up, it stays up kind of the whole time. Whereas oh, if you lose, with the two-book series, you spend say, 40% of that whole series with, like, ramp-up, where you're like, I don't really know what's it's going like on. It's like 800 pages of ramp-up. <laughs> right. It's a couple other couple books worth of ramp-up. Yeah. And in this one, once you're good to go, and remember, this takes place, like, after the other two books, so yeah. you sort of already familiar with the universe, you just don't have as much to catch up on. So it was much... They were able to go into deeper stuff, and I think um, 
Pandora's Star has a lot of very interesting, like, technologies, and there's a cool plot, and, you know, it's like, huh, I, you know, this could, none of it's, like, implausible. Yeah. So it's really interesting how it all plays out. The Void Trilogy gets actually, like, fairly philosophical about, like, the nature of evolution, where we would go, like, it's like if you keep evolving along the lines of the stuff from Pandora's Star, where do you end up? That's sort of what the Void Trilogy is about, and it's really oh, interesting the way they do that. That sounds cool. Is the Void... Um, could, you, could you read the Void Trilogy without reading the Pandora Star? You could. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Okay. There's a lot of throwbacks. Okay. And there's actually, like, kind of a reveal where, like... Oh, don't, if you're going to spoil it, don't do it, because I haven't read it yet, and I want to. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything. Because I'm, I'm actually reading... She's reading the second book in the first two okay. books. And I, but I am not moving on to the... But, but there's a reveal in the Void trilogy where I was like, whoa, they didn't prep this at all. I mean, like, I know what it is because of... Because I read the other books, but... Good lord, man, like... Huh. You never would have known otherwise. I don't know. There, there's a couple things like that. I think you, it is sort of required. Okay. What about you, Adam? What are you reading right now? Other than The Martian. Oh, yeah. Other than The Martian. Oh, did no. you just finish it, or did you read it a while ago? No, I had given up uh, on it at the halfway mark, and then when Brent said that he was reading it for the for uh, this group, I, I finished the second half. But um, oh, Okay. Uh, I'm reading Ancillary Justice right I'm now. sorry. Oh, that's right. You did say that. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I'm... But maybe twenty percent through Judas and Chain, so I'll be reading that for the next two months. Yeah, it'll take a bit. Yeah. All right. Cool. Any parting thoughts? Um, don't read The Martian. Yeah. I actually think it might benefit from a uh, film transition, where you don't have as much time to just ramble. Yeah. And you know, if you get a good director on it, maybe they'll. Throw in some characterization. I don't know. It's Ridley Scott. It is? Yep. Well, he's a little hit or miss, but we'll see. Yeah. I think this will make for a good book club. Stephanie will be there. Yeah. I think it'll be a good a good meeting. You know what? I think we had a good book cast. Yeah, we did. That's right. Awesome. Even with Adam here. <laughs> <laughs> Lowered expectations, but that's right. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's it. All right. We'll see you next time. And thank you for joining us, Adam. You're welcome. Good night and good luck.